0: Hello and welcome to Creator Catalyst, the brand new podcast made by and for YouTubers and content creators. This is a no bullshit space where we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what it means to be a creator, how to do it, and how to keep your mindset right so you stick with it long enough to get anywhere. I'm your host, Legia Miller. I'm a lawyer and YouTuber with over 300,000 subscribers across multiple platforms. I just hit 150,000 strong over on YouTube and I'm at around 165,000 on TikTok. YouTube has been my main gig for the last two years. It allowed me to quit my soul-sucking law job two years ago, and since then, I've dabbled in other law practices and businesses, etc., but YouTube has been my main squeeze. On my main YouTube channel, I talk about the law, current events, history, and why America is so fucked up. And recently I founded Delusion Media to help other people grow their YouTube dreams as well. Because as much as I make a lot of content, I am also a major consumer of content. And I'm seeing a lot, especially on TikTok, a lot of people who are completely burnt out completely dissatisfied with their jobs, completely unsure what to do with their lives or where to go from here. And I wanted to help make content creation more of an option for people to make money and get out from under that nine to five grind. I relate so much to people posting about how disillusioned they are right now with the system, with capitalism, with income inequality, with feeling like they can work and work and work, and it just will never be enough. They will never be able to get themselves out of the rut they feel that they're in. I get that. It's the reason I went to law school. I was sitting at my dead end desk job, watching my employers make literal millions of dollars while I struggled to pay off student loan debt and figure out how I could ever save up to buy a house. And I was like, this can't be it. There has got to be something more than this. I wanna help people. I want to feel agency. And so I went to law school. And then I graduated from law school and realized that, even with a law degree, the amount of good you can do and people you can help is limited. Hell, even if you go the big law route, which is what I did at first, and make six figures and do the prestigious law work, you still have no agency. You're still working to make other people rich, and in exchange for those six figures, you're working 60 to 80 hour weeks, and you're still beholden to clients and law partners. And so I got to the other side of law school with my fancy law degree in hand and was like, shit, (laughs) this is still incredibly unfulfilling. I am still so, so burnt out. This was also during the height of the pandemic. I started having panic attacks pretty much every week, like clockwork. I lost my period. My body was fully shutting down from stress and burnout. I felt trapped, which made me panic even more. At the same time, I had started a YouTube channel, something I'd been dreaming about for a while, just a creative outlet for my interest in video editing and filmmaking, and to feel like I had a voice in what felt like an incredibly chaotic world around me. I wanted to make the law more accessible so people could use it to their advantage and understand the world around them. It's not fair that understanding the law is such an elitist thing. It's not rocket science. People deserve to know because it also forms the basis of our society and people have generally very little understanding of it. And through this YouTube channel, I was able to reach people. I was able to voice my opinions on what was happening in the world. Even if only a couple people were watching and listening, it felt really powerful and cathartic. I had so much to say and so many thoughts, and this outlet was the thing that kept me going. Plus, I was having fun experimenting with different lighting and backgrounds and topics and formats. I had a goal of growing this channel and turning it into something big, but I wasn't sure what that would look like or how long it would take. After nine months of hard work, I hit 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, the golden numbers that you need to hit in order to start monetizing your YouTube channel, which is when YouTube starts giving you money for the ads it places on your videos. And then a month later, one of my videos blew up. I went from 1,000 subscribers to 20,000 subscribers in two weeks. Brands started reaching out. I made $2,600 in ad revenue that month. And I realized that this could be it. This could be my out. Two months later, I quit my law job. Was this a financially responsible decision? Absolutely not. No financial planner would have recommended that move. It was risky. I had no way of knowing whether that month was a fluke and if I would continue to see income from my channel. But I was so beyond burnout, I was struggling to function at work. And I knew, just from a professional ethics standpoint, that quitting was the best option for the good of the clients I was working for. So for me, I took that big break as a sign to take the leap. And so I did. And I was free. And ever since then, I've been working for myself, figuring out how to hack together a living with a combination of revenue sources, and frankly, I've gone into a lot of credit card debt to make it happen. But fuck, I'm happy. Worth every penny of interest. I'd do it the same way if I had to do it all over again. And now I'm three years into my YouTube journey. Like I said, I'm at over 150,000 subscribers and growing. I've been able to build up a TikTok following as well. I've launched my new business. And honestly, most importantly, I've had the space and time to recover from burnout. It turns out that my lost period was just the tip of the iceberg. All of my hormones were completely off the charts. I spent the next year and a half after quitting that job being just Constantly exhausted and not knowing why, until I finally went to a functional medicine doctor who ran some tests and got me on a treatment plan to where now, finally, within the last six months, I'm feeling like my old self again. My hormones have balanced out, I have energy all day long, and I feel like I am finally, two years later, on the other side of burnout. But so many people have not had the luxury of that time and space to recover from burnout. The space to rest, the time to go to doctor's appointments, cook healthy meals, move their bodies, take naps. And so even though we're technically out of the pandemic and life feels like it's getting back to normal for a lot of us, those of you who've been holding down a 9-to-5 job this entire time, I don't know how you did it, you probably feel stuck, like you're so exhausted every day, like you don't know what the fuck to do with your life, but you know it's not this. Okay, so this might seem like I've gotten a bit off course, but I promise you I'm getting to the point of this episode. So you've hit a wall, you've reached a roadblock, you feel fully spent, you feel hopeless. But you clicked on this episode, so something tells me you've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel. Maybe you're like I was, and you've been sitting on this really great idea for months or even years a show you want to start, a topic you want to cover, something you want to say. You are brimming with things to say. My clients, my viewers, and the students in my course, The Catalyst Academy, all tell me similar things. They've been thinking about it for forever, but something's holding them back. Oftentimes, that something is the fear of what other people might think about it, about you starting a YouTube channel. What will my mom think? What will my friends think? What will that random person from college who still follows me on Instagram think? They're gonna laugh at me. They're gonna talk about me behind my back to each other. They're going to think it's weird or pathetic or sad. I recently read a piece on the newsletter called Embedded by Kate Lindsay that I think summed up this embarrassment really well. It seems to be an especially millennial one. We're used to posting on social media for our friends and family, so when we start posting for followers, for people we don't know, or as if we have many followers, our fellow millennials notice and they cringe. Not so with Gen Zers who grew up in the age of influencers and who know that, especially in TikTok times, Anything they post could go viral. So, for Gen Zers, it's incredibly normal to make content as though it's reaching an audience larger than your immediate friends and family. But for millennials, it makes us squirm. And we know that. So, then when it's our turn to start making the content that we want larger groups of people to see, by starting a YouTube channel, for example, we inherently feel the cringe. And we fear the cringe. But I found it really refreshing to hear that for Gen Z, that cringe isn't really there because being on social media, being an influencer is a real potential job outcome for them. Studies have shown that a dramatic number of kids in middle and high school want to be YouTubers when they grow up. They see it as a viable job option because honestly, it can be. And I don't think it's misleading to say that. While going viral certainly comes with a large amount of luck, growing a steady following and income online often comes down to tenacity and stubbornness. How long are you willing to just keep posting and keep improving your craft until people start paying attention? It takes, well, work and education. Just like if you say you want to be a lawyer, that's great, but it's not guaranteed. It takes a lot of work and education and a bit of luck, let's be honest. People in powerful positions tend to get there by being in the right place at the right time and knowing the right people. So I don't think it's disingenuous to tell kids or to tell you that a career in content creation is a viable career path. The only difference, is that if you want to be a lawyer, the obvious next step is to go to law school. But if you want to be a content creator, there are a million next steps and none of them are guaranteed to lead to success in the way that law school will lead to a law degree. But even then, let's be real, a lot of people drop out or flunk out of law school. But for some reason, going to law school feels like a smart move, but starting a content creation career feels nuts. It feels uncertain. It feels very off the beaten path. And that scares people. Basically what I'm saying is that when I talk to clients and students in my course, the central theme is fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what people will think. But I wanted to start this entire podcast off, this very first episode, by addressing this, and especially the part of showing up and being seen trying online. Trying to grow a YouTube following. Trying to figure things out as you go. Trying genuinely at making this dream a reality. It felt fitting to start on this note because Truly, you never stop trying new things when you are a person posting publicly on the internet. Case in point, this video podcast. Will it work? I have no idea, but I'm trying. The only difference is that I have publicly tried dozens of things at this point, and some of them have worked, but most have either failed or been mediocre. So at this point, I'm used to it. It's like any muscle or expertise you want to gain, once you start doing it, it starts getting easier. You start to realize a really essential fact that I think a lot of people forget when they're just getting started with creating content and trying very publicly online. That essential fact is this, no one really cares what you're doing. Let me say that again, no one cares what you're doing. Think of your favorite YouTuber. Have you ever even seen their very first videos? Do you sit around thinking about what they posted last month? Do you hang on their every word and notice every mistake? Do you hate them when they post a video late or skip a week or try a new format? Unless you're a raving super fan, the odds are no. No to all of the above. You don't really, at the end of the day, put a ton of stake in what they do day-to-day or week-to-week on their channel. You have your own shit to think about. You've got bills to pay, and a partner you want to spend time with, or a dog you love, or a kid you have to take care of, or a career you're trying to build, or friends who you want to spend more time with. The point is that you're not sitting around thinking about your favorite YouTuber very much. And that's your favorite YouTuber. Now think about the millions of other random people you've encountered on social media while flipping through TikTok, while browsing your suggested videos on YouTube. You're thinking about them even less. And I don't know about you, but I've seen friends and acquaintances on Instagram or wherever, all of the sudden start posting videos or start posting like they have a large audience or like they're trying to become influencers or content creators. And yes, I've cringed. I've thought, yikes, that video kinda sucked. Or why is she posting that? She has like 300 followers and they're all people we went to college with. I haven't actually said anything or commented anything like that because I'm not an awful fucking person, but I've thought it. And then I moved on with my day. I didn't continue to think about it later. I didn't sit and hyper fixate on it. I didn't continue to think worse and worse mean thoughts about them. I just saw it had a single passing thought, and then went about my life. Because I don't care that much. And likely that's what will happen when you start posting as well. And I wanted to put that into that perspective for you, because when you're creating content that you're going to post publicly to the world, it can be very easy to feel incredibly exposed and vulnerable and insecure. Because it is vulnerable thing to do. It takes a lot of courage to start posting publicly. I don't mean to downplay that. It does. But once you start posting, I bet you'll find that nothing bad happens. The world won't end. People aren't going to stop what they're doing to point and laugh at you. In fact, you'll probably be underwhelmed by the response, frankly, when you first start posting. And I hope that comes as a relief to you, like, ah, okay. Yes, that's right. No one cares as much about me as I care about me. The world continues to spin, thank God. So I say, yes, starting a YouTube channel is cringy, totally. And let them cringe because they'll cringe for 30 seconds and then get distracted by something else shiny on the internet. And meanwhile, you'll have gained another ounce of confidence in yourself. It's truly just like ripping off a Band-Aid. Once you start posting and seeing that the world doesn't stop with every piece of content you upload, everyone's lives continue on as normal, it becomes less scary the next time you post, and the next, and the next, until posting is just a thing you do without really thinking about it. And the cringers might continue to cringe. I am certain there are people from law school or from my past who see that I post videos on YouTube and have some negative thoughts to think about that. I mean, being a lawyer who posts YouTube videos is pretty unorthodox. There's a lot of old school attorneys who would probably see that and think I'm a fraud and a kook and absolutely off my rocker. That's fine. Let them think that. I'll be over here watching my follower counts and YouTube ad revenue grow, enjoying myself and having a grand old fucking time. So to those of you feeling stuck in your job, feeling burnt out, feeling like you want a way out from under your nine to five job, feeling like you want a creative outlet or something that makes you feel like you have a voice or have some agency and you've been dreaming about starting a YouTube channel for months or years, this is your sign. Do it. I'm serious, do it. What's holding you back? My guess is fear. And if it's fear of what other people are going to think about you, my question for you is, are you really going to let that random person from college who still follows you on Instagram, who you're afraid will judge you, are you really going to let her dictate your life and what you do with it? That person you're not even still friends with other than liking each other's posts once in a while? Really? And if you have people you are friends with who will judge you, then get better friends, my dude. Don't let the fear of judgment from others dictate what you'll get to do with your one wild and precious life, bestie. Especially because, as we've already covered, they don't really care that much. Any negative thoughts anyone has about you are passing thoughts that they'll forget about. And if you've been to therapy for any amount of time, you'll probably have learned that thoughts are not facts. Say it with me, thoughts are not facts. Someone thinking that your new video is cringy is not a fact. It's their thought, and it's frankly, none of your business. If you're still not convinced, here's a list of all the positive things YouTube has brought into my life, whether or not random people have thought my content was cringy. Thousands of dollars every single month, The opportunity to speak on panels and podcasts. The opportunity to start my own business. I've gotten to meet tons of cool new people. I've learned so much about video production and how to make good videos. I got to quit that horrible fucking law job. I gained a sense of confidence in my voice and what I have to say. I have better stage presence and less anxiety about appearing in public. Multiple women and queer people have told me that they want to go to law school or start a YouTube channel because they identify with me and they feel empowered after seeing me do it. Hi, that's so cool. Uh, I now have a job that I fucking love and I get to learn new things every week and I get paid really well for it. Plus I have truly no ceiling on the amount of money I could earn in this career. And that's just what I can come up with off the top of my head. So yeah. Maybe some people think that what I'm doing is cringe, especially when I first started posting. But I don't know. I think I'm still the winner in this scenario. And I want you to be a winner too, baby. There's no end to the possibilities that a YouTube channel or content creation career can open up for you, if you're willing to put yourself out there and take that leap. In the end, I think it will be absolutely worth it. And if you're looking for more of a push, check out my free masterclass where I'll teach you my three-part formula for YouTube success. If you're ready to finally just get started on your YouTube dreams already, then this masterclass is for you. To register for the free masterclass, go to delusionmediamasterclass.com today. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next week.